You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. And with that, welcome in everybody to the ACL pod featuring the one and only Cap'n Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. We are taping this unusual day on Wednesday in the middle of the week here, a couple days before New Year's. So if you're listening to this later in the week or even a couple days before, happy, happy New Year, everybody. Week 17 of the National Football League. The playoffs will start in a week or so. Handful of bowl games left. Bowl package has been on absolute fire, which is fantastic. We have the semifinal games on Friday. Wags, happy early New Year, man. How's everything? Happy early New Year. Yeah, no, things are good. Hope everybody had a happy holiday season. And now, uh, yeah, pushing through the New Year, into the New Year. Um, bowl season absolutely on fire, as uh, we discussed over the last uh, few pods. So I'm um, glad to those who, who joined and hopped on that package. And, uh, Looking forward to these, uh, I guess, the rest of the bowl season, uh, specifically these semifinals. Yeah, man. We have Friday, New Year's Day bowl games. So, obviously, we have the a handful of bowl games today, tomorrow, and then New Year's Day. And then we get, I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern for the Bama game and then 8 p.m. Eastern, right, for the Clemson game? Yes. Uh, okay. Current numbers. Alabama, minus 20 versus Notre Dame. That's a semifinal game, minus 20. 20 points spread in the semis. Total 65 and a half, 66 depends where you look. Clemson minus 7 versus Ohio State, 66 and a half. Yeah, um I definitely have some thoughts on both of these. I mean, um man, I just can't help but look at this number wags. I'm talking about the Alabama game and and wish it was a Texas A&M team in there. I'm not saying Notre Dame can't cover. They can't keep it close. I don't see them pulling off the upset here. I just wish we had a different team in there than Notre Dame. I've seen enough of them in big games over the years and and, and this year, quite frankly, without the uh, Trevor Lawrence game. But, yeah, that one, you know, we'll, we'll see what it is. Um, the Ohio State-Clemson game I'm really looking forward to, especially with all the stuff that uh, Dabo pulled, you know, putting Ohio State out of the top 10, all that thing, and then just based upon what happened last year as well. So it should be a really, really good nightcap there. Yeah, I think both the games are going to be um, – they'll be good games. They'll be entertaining. Look, Notre Dame's offensive line is legit, right? So if they can give, give books some time, I think they'll be able to score some points. Now, are they going to keep it close? Probably, you know, it's a, within a couple touchdowns. Look, the f- spread's three touchdowns. We'll see how that goes. Um, defensively, I think they're going to have to try to put pressure on Jones and contain the big plays. I mean, that's just to keep it close, keep Notre Dame in the game. But Bama just needs to do what they do, keep doing what, they're, what they do, balanced attack, um, you know, don't give up the big plays to Notre Dame. Um, and they they should you know pretty much win fairly easily. You know that that other game, the Clemson Ohio State game, is going to be awesome. Uh, look, the Dabo comments, Ohio State's going to be fired up, and but Dabo knows this, right? So he's going to need to weather that initial storms. You know, maybe a few screen plays early as Ohio State you know is kind of foaming at the mouth to get the Lawrence, uh, and maybe some early trickeration by Clemson. You know, uh, get Ohio State to you know, to, to bite on a few things as they're a little bit more aggressive. Um, 
And Ohio State almost has nothing to lose in this game, right? They're in the Final Four, but a lot of the public um, didn't really want them in, didn't think they should be in. Um, And I think they're going to come inspired and and play inspired to show everyone that, look, even though we played six games, it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be there. So uh, that game I'm really interested to see. I want to see how Dabo kind of uh, handles his comments and – uh, you know, a, a fired up Ohio State team. I want to see how Lawrence uh, plays against a, a defense that maybe he hasn't played. You know, Notre Dame's very good, but, you know, I think Ohio State has that speed to keep up with Clemson a little bit. Um, and Lawrence, right, he's, what, 34-1 and one as a starter? So uh, he'll be tested in the, you know, assuming they beat Ohio State, and I'm not saying that's an easy assumption to make. Um, these next two day- games uh, versus Ohio State and potentially Alabama – I guess, or Notre Dame, but most likely Alabama, uh, he's going to be put to the test. Yeah, it's sort of the something has to give game. In terms of points scored, Alabama second in the country, 49.7 points scored per game uh, offensively. Defensively, though, Notre Dame only allowing 18 points per game, good for 14th in the country. They're 20th in terms of total yards allowed, only 335 allowed per game. 15th against the run only allowing 110 rushing yards a game. Where they struggle, and we talked about this, Wags, is in the past, is in um, uh, past defense. Yep. 57th in the country, 224 yards allowed there. Which so. is, I mean, middle of the pack in the country, they're very good against a run. Now, they haven't seen a running back quite like this. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and and they, Notre Dame is a very good tackling team. And again, this is a big running back. He's got power. He's got speed. So, with that is, you know, how are they going to be able to contain him? And can they limit those big chunk pass plays? That's going to be the key for Notre Dame to hang around and maybe have a chance late to keep it close. Maybe it's a 10-point game going to the fourth uh, where Bama's like, oh, no, like, why are we only up 10? And Notre Dame's like, hey, we got a shot here. So um, that's what they're going to have to do to, to keep this game close. Contain Alabama, no chunk yardage, stop the run, commit to the run, um, but also make sure that they're keeping everything in front of them and don't get burned deep. Yeah, I mean, in terms of betting this game, obviously when you have that many points, if it's under a four-touchdown game in the fourth quarter, the back door is just simply wide open. I mean, we've seen Saban sort of take the gas off the pedal right, knowing he has another game ahead of him. Say they're up by 27 points, 26 points, whatever, in the fourth. He's His MO has been to run the ball and pull starters, exactly. right? Yep. So if Notre Dame gets the ball, they're down you know, 26, 25 points, somewhere in that range, 24, that back door is certainly going to be open. Look, so just something to consider it's there. Been a while, it's been a while since Bama won, you know, in, in Saban's head, since they won the national title, right? Exactly. So he's going to want to maybe rest his starters, make sure that they're good to get after Clemson or Ohio State. So – that said, yeah, the, the back door could be wide open for, for Notre Dame to, to sneak in. Look, 20 points is a lot. You know, we'll see. Look ahead lines. We touched upon these a little bit last week. Here are the four potential look ahead lines for the national championship game. Alabama currently minus 3.5 versus Clemson. Total 69.5. If it's Alabama and Ohio State, Alabama's minus 9.5 versus Ohio State. Total 72.5. If it's Clemson and Notre Dame, Clemson minus 17.5 versus Notre Dame, total 58.5. And And Ohio State versus Notre Dame, Ohio State's minus 9.5 versus Notre Dame. And as I keep saying, you always have to factor in what just happened the week before. So in these scenarios, if it's Notre Dame, for example, they will have just beaten Alabama. So in in, in my opinion, if it's Notre Dame versus Clemson, that 17.5 would be much, much, much lower because the power rating for Notre Dame would simply 
go through the roof based on them just winning as a, as a 20 point dog. So absolutely with these look aheads, there's a, a ton of value there, right? I mean, if you bet them and the game doesn't happen, you get your money back anyway. So I'll sometimes just sprinkle these, you know, Notre Dame plus 17 and a half versus Clemson, knowing if that actually is the matchup, that line is nowhere. It's not going to be anywhere near 17 yep. and a half. And if so it drops under sort that, of factor that yeah, in. and if it drops under that 14 point number, you got a nice little middle, middle. those two, two key numbers of 14 and 17 right there. So. Exactly. It's kind of a, a, a risk-free investment, if you will. Now, look, I'm not sitting here saying Notre Dame is going to beat Alabama. In fact, I don't think they will. However, there's really zero risk to that wager right. because if they somehow do and it fits Clemson, you have a 17 and a half, uh, Notre Dame plus 17 and a half, take it in your back pocket, come back, like Wag said, exactly. play Clemson, you know, thir- minus 13, somewhere in that range. Maybe go for the nice middle. Uh, Wags, we have to t- t- talk about the Heisman. Because that is going to be awarded, uh, I think, before we meet for our, our next pod, which I believe the Heisman's this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Devontae Smith wags up to minus 230 to win the Heisman. Mac Jones up to plus 225. Trevor Lawrence plus 550. Kyle Trask 33 to 1. They just gave Devontae Smith, what is it, the AP Player of the Year yep. thing, and like something like 85% of those guys going to win the Heisman. So. I've seen some Heisman voters come out. They're not technically allowed to say who they vote for, but they can. You can kind of read read between the lines there. I mean, a lot of these guys are sort of splitting their votes here between Smith and Jones. Uh, not saying that Lawrence or Trask is going to sneak up there, but should be an, a very interesting Heisman presentation with some actual drama there for once. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And and it also you have to note that you can really vote for the Heisman at any point. So. Um, at what point have tickets already been cast before last right. week when maybe they did put it in for Mac Jones um, or, or someone like Lawrence and, and you go on some of these shows and you, you know, you watch uh, ESPN or, or something like that. You know, everybody's like Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but um, you never know. But I mean, it definitely looks like it's going to be Devonta Smith. I mean, uh, well-deserved in, in a sense. I mean, the guy put up phenomenal numbers, um, for a wide receiver, you just don't typically see a wide receiver. So, um, you know, good for him if he takes it. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if someone like Mac Jones snuck in um, or Lawrence even um, to win. Still holding out hope for Mac Jones. I have a Mac Jones ticket yep. at a nice price. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, I wanted to touch on this before we go to the NFL in terms of the national championship futures, obviously four teams. Alabama is currently minus one forty three. Clemson plus a buck seventy five. Ohio State nine to one. Notre Dame thirty three to one. If you like Alabama to win it, their future price is minus one forty three, as I just mentioned. If you go back to those look ahead numbers that I talked about, the Alabama Clemson matchup, Alabama's minus one fifty two on the money line. Okay, so if you like Alabama to get by Notre Dame, and let's just for purposes of this conversation assume that they're going to beat Notre Dame, um, go ahead and take them at that minus 143 price because they would be minus 152 versus Clemson. And and um, if they do play Ohio State, they'd be about minus $3, somewhere in that range. So always kind of look at projecting who you think is going to win this game to get to the next game and and, and, and vice versa. Uh, as opposed to just saying, oh, I'm going to take Alabama minus 152 versus Clemson. Well, obviously, if they're in the national final game, then they just beat uh, Notre Dame this weekend. So always something to look at, too, in terms of whether you're taking futures, whether you're taking individual game look-aheads and all that. So those lines are all available. Uh, NFL wags. Let's start with the AFC. Man, is it just me or does it feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are sort of 
playing with fire here as far as they've won, I think, seven in a row. They haven't covered seven in a row. They keep pulling these games out. They honestly should have lost last week versus the Falcons. Um, a lot of the sexy team, a lot of the future talk this week is about the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. Thoughts on maybe playing some Bills futures or the Chiefs just, we're going to flip a switch in the playoffs and we've just been hanging out, doing our thing. We're going to have this kind of two to three week layoff here. We're going to rest our guys this week against the Chargers. Come back three weeks, boom, two games, and we're Super Bowl bound. Yeah, no, I think that the the play is, look, Buffalo, any team could win, right? Um, I think, obviously, what the Chiefs have is home field advantage, right? That is key in the NFL. Um, now, this year, it is a little bit different, and I think the Bills can keep up with the Chiefs. I mean, um, if Josh Allen can continue to play at the level he's playing at, uh, there's no reason the Bills can't beat the Chiefs. I mean, um, the the two teams are, are very good, and I think it's kind of going to be a, a collision course. Um, but again, Buffalo's going to have to play an extra game, and um, Kansas City's going to get some rest. Now, you know, Kansas City, yeah, they, they're playing with fire, so to speak, and, you know, haven't covered in, in quite some time, but they're winning. Um, and, and I don't really think they care that they're not covering. I think that they're fine winning games uh, the way that they are. And the fact is, winning these close games gives a team a little bit of an edge um, and maybe a little bit of an advantage. So, uh, look, I, I wish nothing more than to see a Chiefs-Bills uh, AFC title game. I think that matchup is going to be a great one. Um and curious to see if that is the case, will there be some sort of Super Bowl or not Super Bowl hangover hangover from the AFC championship game? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's almost like a Super Bowl game in and of itself, um, especially, you know, then you got to go play uh, the Packers, the Saints, whoever it may be um, from the NFC. And, you know, I think the AFC has been a fairly um, slightly more dominant conference um this year in a sense i mean the the top teams in the nfc are solid no doubt about it the packers are are a very good team um but the afc has been very competitive on the top half of the uh picture i find it really interesting what the top not the chiefs i'll say the bills and the steelers are doing headed into week 17 tomlin's already announced that mason rudolph is starting uh, so he's effectively giving that game to the Browns if, if they want it, right? He is saying that instead of going all out to try to get the two seed, we're going to be okay losing this game, take the three seed, um, and play Buffalo potentially in that 2-3 matchup in round two. Look, Buffalo and Pittsburgh are very close in proximity. The weather would basically be the same. There's no fans. So I think Tomlin is saying this is a team that hasn't really had a bye since, I, be, I believe, in the very beginning of the year, right? So... He would rather take the week, rest his guys, than go all out to try to play, to try to win a game, which is going to be a tough game versus a Browns team that has to win, and just go to Buffalo in, in that 2-3 matchup and, and, and play that game. Whereas the Bills, they haven't really talked about what they're going to do yet uh, with their guys. They're playing a Dolphins team very similar to Pittsburgh that has to win the game. So Miami's going up there. You know that they're going to go all out. What's Buffalo going to do? As of now... Uh, it looks like Buffalo's going to play the majority of their guys. That line currently is minus one and a half. So there is some thought that Buffalo might rest some guys. It might be announced later in the week. A lot of Miami money has come in so far. So really interesting. With week 17, you always have to monitor that. It goes without saying, obviously. But check who's starting, the motivation, the player quotes, the coaches quotes. Do they want to win this game? Do they care about this game? Or are they just playing it as a paycheck game to uh, you know 
get in, get out? Do they have vacation plans? All that kind of stuff that goes into week 17 handicapping here. Yeah, absolutely. I guess one question I have is, okay, if Big Ben is not playing, which they've already announced, and Mason Rudolph is playing, what other starters? Have they announced any other starters for Pittsburgh that you know of that aren't playing? Because to me, look, Mason Rudolph, he had a, a full year of experience last year for the most part, and he actually played pretty well. Now, this game is going to be a very chippy game. We're going to get a Brown Steelers, you know, kind of, I feel that old school chippiness coming out. There might be uh, some pushing and shoving after plays and um, the Browns are going to be fighting hard, right. To get in. And um, you know, if the Steelers are just really resting big Ben to get him, you know, kind of mentally ready and physically ready for the playoffs, you know, who else is is going to be resting? I mean, are they going to be resting any guys on defense? Are they going to be resting any of their, you know, five receivers that they have that can go off? Or or is it just really Big Ben? Because if that's the case, you know, I saw the line go from seven, seven and a half all the way up. Um, mm-hmm. Ten now. And now it's at ten. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Look, I mean, is there much of a drop-off between somebody like Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph? Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, some some games, yes, and some games, no, right? It depends on which Baker you're getting. So um, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, it's 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 unclear as to how many starters for Pittsburgh are not going to play this game. But I can tell you this. The guys that are going to play that game, they'd like nothing more than to knock the Browns out. Yep. Right? Yeah, you no, know Tomlin exactly. would love to knock the Browns out. Right, and that's why I think so, it's going to be a very chippy game and a very yeah. physical game. And we have a low total. We have a 42-point total here. Right. Um, and look, at the end of the day, Wags, it's the Browns, right? We're not talking about some team that's used to success, that's used to just, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to go out here in a must-win game and win the game. Wouldn't it be the most Browns thing ever if Mason Rudolph goes in there and wins 20-17? to 17? Oh, I mean, I can totally uh, see I it. Mean, I mean, would I mean, this shock you? No, no. It, would not sh- it would not shock me at all. Yeah. Um, but, again, I think it depends on who else is, is sitting. You know, are, there, are some of the stud defensive players for the Steelers sitting? You know, is Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick going to be on the bench or is he going to be playing? So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be curious. And, yeah, you know, Browns, Dolphins, Colts, and Ravens, you know. Yeah, These so are... those four teams, one of them is going to miss the playoffs. And it's super interesting. If you go to DraftKings, you can bet on to make the playoffs, yes or no. Colts, yes, is minus 200. Browns, yes, is minus 625. Ravens, yes, is minus 1430. Dolphins, yes, it's minus 278. All I got news for you, all four teams can't make it. Okay. So <laughs> one of those no's at, at a very nice plus money is going to pay out. So if you can whittle it down to maybe the two teams that you think are most likely to not make it, you know, take a plus no at plus 220 and a no at plus uh, 163, for example, for the Colts, you're going to make some money there either way. So um, certainly the Colts are the team on the outside looking. And if all three of those other teams win and handle their business, they are in. That's how it is right now. The Colts need help. Um, obviously, the the Colts are around a minus 14-point favorite. The Browns, we just talked about, minus 10. The Ravens get the Bengals. Now, the Dolphins are actually a dog. They're the only team currently uh, going on the road that is a dog in this game. But a lot of that's going to depend on what Buffalo decides to do, as we just discussed. So monitor that. Maybe get in at a very nice plus money price on one of those teams to not make the playoffs there. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's crazy to me. Look, the Dolphins control their own destiny, but it's almost like they're the fourth team looking in, um, yeah. you know, and maybe the first team that's on the outside because um, these other three teams are, are double-digit favorites, right? I mean, you have 14, 10, 10. What are the Ravens? 
13. Thir- 14, 13, and 10. And the Dolphins are, are actually a dog at this point. Um, slight dog. So, again, like you said, it depends what the Bills decide to do, if they're going to wrestle out of their starters or whatnot. But, um, you know, Colts, Ravens, and Browns win, and the Dolphins lose, they're out. And, you know, the uh, the Vegas is telling you that that's what's going to happen, or, you know, that's what the odds say should happen. The Dolphins to miss the playoffs right now, Wags, on DraftKings, the no, meaning, sorry, will the Dolphins make the playoffs is a better way to say it. Will the Dolphins make the playoffs? The no is plus 220. Look, I mean, I, I'm a, Dol- I'm a, I'm a Dolphins guy. <laughs> it's not a bad bet. Um, no. I, I hate to say it. I, I hope they can handle their business and get in. They could beat a team like the Bills without a doubt. It would help, obviously, tremendously if, if the Bills were um, sitting some of those players. But, again, divisional game, it's going to get chippy and physical, and the Dolphins play a physical game. Uh, last time, Josh Allen, if he does play, played the Dolphins, he torched them. He went for, I think, over 400 yards and four touchdowns. So um, Dolphins are going to be you know, ready to get after him. Again, that was also in the second week of the season when the Dolphins weren't the current Dolphins, right? They were and still Josh kind of, Allen wasn't as good as he is now. He's actually playing true. better. Yep, yeah, that's true. So, I mean – it's uh, who who got better. I mean, the Dolphins, in my opinion, definitely got better. Their defense started to click. They're a much better team. They're a playoff type of team uh, with very physical defense. So, you know, if they can get after Josh Allen, um, you know, I think they could f- potentially win the game and, and solidify themselves in the playoffs. But um, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm not resting anybody. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They've won five in a row. <laughs> They've lost one game since week seven, and that was the Arizona Hail Mary game. Okay, so let's just say that they, quote, won that game because that was, you know, is what it is. That means that their last loss, Wags, would have been in week six, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they only lost by nine points. So if I'm Buffalo, I am keeping it going. I'm, I'm, you don't have to worry about getting the bye. So, I mean, you're, you're not going to have the bye in, in round one, so just keep it going. Crush Miami. Um, then you're going to get the, what is it, the two plays the seven, right? In the first round. So, hey, it could be the Titans, it could be the Colts, it could be the Dolphins, it could be the Browns. Uh, They'll be a a favorite at home versus any of those teams. Uh, Moving over to the NFC. Boy, the Chicago Bears. We're talking about the Bills as sort of the hot, it, sexy team in the AFC. Right now in the NFC, it feels like it's the Chicago Bears. I mean, the Bears, I'm seeing these articles about they're going to have to re-sign Trubisky now. They're going to bring back Nagy. They're going to run it back with uh, Ryan Pace as their GM. I mean, yeesh. Okay, if you want to go that route, that's fine. The Chicago Bears, 33-1 to right now to, to win the NFC. Uh, they played the Green Bay Packers at home this weekend in a divisional game. Uh, look, they've looked great. I get it. They've, they handled their business last week, last week against the Jags, who were effectively tanking to get Trevor Lawrence. I will just say this as far as Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. These last three wins where they put up 36, 33, and 41 points was against the Houston Texans, which is not a real, te- uh, a real defense. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, without um, Eric Kendricks, their stud middle linebacker, who was basically the captain of the defense, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which is a JV team. So keep always look at, yes, they, they're scoring. Trubisky's more effective. He's more efficient. He's playing well. Look at who they're playing. Prior to that, they had lost six, six games in a row. Yep. Okay. Now they get to play the Packers at home. The Packers are playing for something. Okay. The Packers don't have the best defense in the world, but their run defense is the problem. Their pass defense is decent. Uh, the Packers are playing for, to lock up the number one seed in the bye. They want to win this game. So now Trubisky comes back. ton of pressure on him to win this game, get this team into the playoffs. 
How does he handle it? How does he handle it? We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, no, look, the, yeah, like I said, the Bears are playing really well, but, you, you know, you took the words out of my mouth. They beat Houston. They beat Minnesota. They beat Jacksonville. This is the teams they're putting up points um, against. You know, they, they lost six in a row before that. Trubisky is playing well. Montgomery coming on and coming into his own. But, again, the question is, is it due to weak defenses that they're facing or potentially are they clicking or is it a little combination of both? I don't believe – this team is a threat to any playoff team right now, um, you know. Uh, but I, I also could see them if they do sneak into the playoffs somehow winning in the right matchup. The defenses is legit. Exactly. Yeah, their defense yes. is legit. If they play somebody like Seattle, mm-hmm. I think that's a good matchup for them, right? Because they can shut down, not shut down, but they can uh, potentially shut down Seattle's offense. We've seen other teams kind of tame them, uh, hold them to under 20, 17 points, something like that. Uh, And Seattle's defense is suspect, right? So the Bears could keep up with a team like that. But again, to me, the Bears are not really uh, challenging anybody in the playoffs to to go into the NFC Championship game. They're they're just not going uh, to be there. And and I'll talk a little bit about um, the Bears and Packers a, a little bit later. You're not buying the Mitch Trubisky MVP hype? Super Bowl MVP? <laughs> nope. Definitely okay. not. Okay. Let's check in. Um, the New England Patriots. This is a team I talked about last week. It's why I wanted no part of them in the Monday Night Football against Buffalo when they were, even though they were a home divisional dog getting over a touchdown. Uh, if any coach, and this is a game I'll touch upon a little bit later, but, you know, if, like I said, if any coach has job security in any sport, it's it, it's Bill Belichick. So he doesn't have to worry about if he loses, if his team looks lost, if he's lost the locker room, whatever. Uh, so what is his motivation to win these games? So it was interesting. I'll just say that. <laughs> the Monday night game, it, it starting Cam Newton, um, that was curious. I mean, my only thought on that is to not start Jared Siddham. He must know what he has in Jared Siddham. He must see the guy in practice. Uh, and he must know he ain't it, right? Which is why they probably had to come and get Cam in the first place. Because if you had any maybe doubts or you thought Stidham was your guy going into next year, why would you not start him last week or the week before? Why are they continuing to go with Cam, who has absolutely no confidence back there? He can't throw the ball downfield for a lick anymore. Uh, it just seemed pretty odd in terms of what the Patriots were doing last week. Um, and I, I, my, I have to think that that starts with the with the head coach. And we'll see. I mean, this is a team that's ripe for a top 10 pick now. Uh, they can get their quarterback of the future. Maybe they bring in Matthew Stafford. I think that's a perfect fit for them as well. But, man, it's clear that, that Belichick has zero confidence in uh, Jared sitting there. Yeah, look, I mean, honestly, you, you can make the argument that the, the Patriots are, are tanking. Um, I don't think that's the case. I th- actually just think that they're not that good. Um, Belichick is the GOAT, right? He, he's an incredible coach, but... Sometimes you can make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and sometimes you just can't do it. And, it, and no matter what you do, whatever ingredients you throw in there, it's still going to taste like chicken shit. And I think that's what it is. He has no quarterback, um, whether it be Stidham or Newton. Um, they're terrible. No receivers, right? We have Bird and and, and um, who's the other? Jacoby. Exactly. Who's the other? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> their defense is half of, half of what it used to be. Um, you know, the team's just not good. So, 
you could say they're they're just tanking because they stink. They are they're in the tank. They're not good this year. It's a rebuilding year for the Patriots. And I think exactly what you said, whether it be Stafford or um, you know, I, I don't know, any experienced quarterback is going to come in to New England for the next 2 3 years um, if Stafford has that long, if it is Stafford, uh, to be kind of the temporary holdover guy. They're going to draft a quarterback in, let's call it the fourth, fifth round, like, you know, similar to like a Brady that they feel confident in who can learn from someone like Stafford and, you know, kind of be on their way and build the team with those early picks in in places of need. So I think that's going to be the Patriots, um, you know, strategy here is, all right, let's build, let's take next next best available in a position of need um, and quarterback they'll go with somebody late uh, I don't think they're going to be going after someone like um, fields or uh, yeah no you know anybody like that they're, they're gonna be taking someone um, later in the draft who they have uh, who, who they think they have value in they, they have good scouts there they're not going to be similar to the Washington Redskins, who are now the Washington football teams, who drafted someone like Dwayne Haskins, who, you know, I guess we'll segue into uh, the Haskins um, fiasco, if you will. Debacle. Um, but they're not they're not like that. They're not going to buy into the media hype and 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 go early on a quarterback. Now, Lawrence is different, but, uh, you know, go in on someone big early because, you know, they're going to see somebody who they have maybe valued it as a second, third round guy that they know they can get in the fourth or fifth round. Um, and that's something the Patriots love to do. Absolutely. Well said. And you mentioned Dwayne Haskins moving over to the NFC East here. Um, Dwayne Haskins, future XFL MVP. That's my, my bold prediction. <laughs> that's your bold prediction. Look, Haskins, what he's got going for him um, at this low, low place in, in his, I guess, career i don't want to say in his life um though it could be is he's young he has experience is he going to be a starter in the nfl no um could he eventually get there look i can't predict the future i don't think so but what i do think is someone's going to have a legit backup slash third string quarterback and he'll be someone who can come in and um you know if someone gets hurt and, and you know i don't want to call him I don't want to say come in and do well, but uh, look, he's got experience. <laughs> That's all I'll say. And maybe he learns um, from someone and, and maybe he gets better over the years as a backup um, and he learns the game a little bit more and works on his um, off the field presence and things like that. The things that matter um, and he'll still collect a, collect a, a sizable you know paycheck um, for a backup quarterback to, to hold the clipboard and to try to get better and, and maybe move himself into a, a position where he is a starter eventually. Yeah. I mean, if you're a first round pick, obviously you have talent to a certain degree, obviously all the other stuff, the off the field stuff is sometimes hard to quantify when you're doing um, draft analysis and all that at the time, but hopefully you can get it together. Some team will pick him up. Like you said, start him off as a backup and he can kind of go from there. But certainly I think from his perspective and from the football team's perspective, it was certainly time to move on. Uh, the NFC East is actually pretty simple. The red, the football team play the Eagles this week. They're around minus one and a half minus two at Philly. If Washington wins, they are in done. Nothing else matters. If Washington loses that game to the Eagles, the winner of the Cowboys-Giants game is in. Dallas currently around a minus three-point favorite at the Giants. So it's pretty simple. Washington wins and they're in. 
However, if Washington loses, then you have the winner of the Cowboys Giants game that gets in. First time, to... first time ever, a two and seven team who to start off the year will get into the playoffs. Um, You're talking about the football team. I'm talking about no, no, the football team, mm-hmm. the Giants, and the Cowboys. All started, oh, they were all two and they seven. They all started gotcha. two and seven. So no matter what, this year will be a, um, I guess. You know, a, a new record as a two and seven team will get into the playoffs. So I thought, and they'll be hosting a playoff game next Sunday. It, it, that's just, I mean, it's incredible. The, the honestly, I think the, like I'm fine with the division winner getting in, but to host is, yep. You know, something a little bit different. Yep. The bucks most likely all, but certainly going to be that five seed. Yep. Um, so they're going to have to go to one of those three teams. I wanted to point out, um, if you are looking at betting the the NFC East, for example, on DraftKings, you can go to division winner. Okay, say you like Dallas this weekend. Say things are going to break to where you think Dallas is going to win the division. Dallas to win the division is plus 225. All right, put that aside. However, if you could then go to the game lines and do the things that I just said that has to happen for Dallas to win, meaning the Eagles win and Dallas wins, right? The Eagles knock off Washington and Dallas beats the Giants. Those two things, if you just parlay those two together, it's plus 256. So you effectively get Dallas to win the division at plus 256 if you just parlay those two games together as opposed to just going to the division winner tab and clicking Dallas to win the division. So and always this, be looking at those things. This, listeners, is why you listen to this podcast. Because of these little nuggets of information that you can benefit. If you like Dallas to win, um, to go to the playoffs, things are going to break their way. Make that parlay. Do not just bet them to win the East. Exactly. Make that parlay. Figure out what has to happen for them to get to the playoffs or win the East. Same thing. And then just bet the parlay. Bet the parlay. So if you like Dallas, if you like the Giants, do the same thing. Uh, if you like the Redskins, just bet them on the money line on, on Sunday Night Football. You'll generally get a better price there. And one so. one thing that I want to say to the listeners, get multiple books. I get DMs all the time that say, oh, I'm not, you know, my, my book only has this line. If you open yourself up to, I know sometimes it's a pain to find another book. It's worth it. Okay. Get a second book, get a third book because lines vary across books, right? Because their um, liability varies and sometimes they have a half a point better or even a full point better. Um, and, and this is where you need to, to basically make smart betting happen. Um, so try to get a second or third book. Uh, or more, right? The more the merrier in, in, in a sense because you're going to open yourself up to being able to take advantage of the lines. Well said. Very well said. Uh, moving over here, Wags, to the NFC in terms of the number one seed in the buy and home field. Green Bay, it's pretty simple. They play the Bears this weekend. If Green Bay wins that game against Chicago, they clinch the number one seed. They clinch home field throughout they also clinch the number one seed if the seattle seahawks lose so either or if green bay wins or seattle loses green bay clinches the one the only other two teams that could clinch the one the new orleans saints they clinch the one seed with a win and a green bay loss and a seattle win because of the whole common opponent um percentage wins all that kind of stuff so they actually would need to win their game meaning the saints they need the packers to lose and then they need seattle to win the third team that could clinch the number one seed, it's a long shot, Seattle. They clinch home field on the one seed with the win, and then both the Packers and the Saints would have to lose. Saints currently minus six and a half at Carolina. So those are the, the only three options there. Um, man, that snow game wag, Sunday Night Football, Packers, Titans, 
if you're the Packers, I mean, you are hoping for, especially if a team like the Saints, a, a dome team has to come up there uh, for the NFC title game, you are hoping for that exact same set of weather circumstances in the NFC title game. It, the Titans just couldn't get going. Derrick Henry literally was slowed down by the snow, it seemed like. So yeah, huge, was, huge home field advantage there for Green Bay. Yeah, it was definitely frustrating to watch as someone who had the Tennessee team total over. Um, they got, you know, yeah, I mean, Tannehill had, had difficulty throwing in the snow. Uh, Henry was definitely slowed down. The refs helped out a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying that that was complete. You know, I'm not going to blame that on that, but um, total, totally. I mean, you always want to go through Lambeau if you're the Packers because you have those elements. Um, you know, Even if you don't have a home field and a home crowd, those elements alone are, are things that you're used to playing in that a lot of these teams are not. And um, you know, I think... One year, I remember uh, the Giants came in and, and beat uh, the Packers in Lambeau. So, uh, Eli. but otherwise, it's the, it's the Packers that take it. You know, take it. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, if you're Green Bay, you're hoping for one of those ten degree snow days as opposed to one of those uh, random forty degree weather days. So we shall see. But they have to handle their business this weekend against the Bears to even get to that point. Uh, we talked about this game a little bit, but let's just go a little more in depth. Washington at Philly. Sunday Night Football Wags. Washington currently minus two. Total of 43. So much going on in this one. First of all, as of now, we're taping Wednesday. Alex Smith's status is completely uncertain in this game. Um, so we shall see what happens here. Um, however... Uh, as I'm pulling up the guy's name. Oh, yes, Mr. Taylor Henneke. He's on pace to start in this game as of now. As of Wednesday here, Alex Smith was going through warm-ups a little bit. He was sort of running around there and, and doing his thing. But Taylor Henneke took all the first-team snaps in this game. Uh, if he is announced a starter, there is no way that he should be favored on the road here minus two. Keep in mind, this Eagles team was a three-point road favorite at Dallas last week. Now, the Eagles do have divisional revenge here. Uh, they played in week one in Washington. Philly closed minus five and a half, and yet they lost that one 27 to 17. For me, this is all about the Eagles' motivation. Obviously, we know Washington will be up for this game, but how much do the Eagles care about this one? They just played back-to-back -back road games. They were eliminated from the playoffs with the loss to Dallas. There's a ton of talk about Doug Peterson getting replaced after this one. Do they show up here? We've seen in the past in these Week 17 divisional games, the Eagles might like nothing more than to knock out their divisional rival here, the Washington football team. So for me, I'm really going to focus on here on player quotes, practice reports, and overall team motivation for this one before making any play. And as I mentioned at the top here, it's all about the quarterback as well. Uh, if Alex Smith starts this game, this line is going to go well above three. If it's announced that Henneke is going to start and Smith is inactive, the Eagles will probably close the favorite here for sure. Yeah, so it should be a really interesting game here to decide the NFC East Wags. Are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I really like, um, you know, I've liked Washington all year. I think they're a great team. Phillies come on a little bit late. Um, but, you know, I think a lot, like you said, will, will depend on, on who's going to start for Washington at quarterback. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think, uh, look, if, if Washington, look, Washington controls their own destiny. As crazy as that sounds. Crazy. Um, so let's see if they can win. You know, their defense is solid up front. And um, if they can get a rush, um, you know, I think that they should, uh, they could come out victorious and, and be hosting a playoff game. 
They certainly could, which takes us right into the $200 Monday night, or I should say Sunday night football contest. Since there's no Monday night game this year, we are going to do it for this Washington game. Uh, we had a winner last week in the Buffalo game. It was uh, Buffalo, Diggs, and I believe four first half touchdowns was so uh, three or four, mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, so congrats to that winner. I tweeted out $200 in site credit. So let's do it again this week. Let's give it away. Again, two. I'm going to read three questions pertaining to the Sunday night football game, Washington and, and the Eagles. Uh, the first person to get all three questions correct gets $200 in site credit to therealmrcl.com. You can DM your answers to either myself or Wags on Twitter or email either of us, acl at therealmrcl.com or Wags at therealmrcl.com. Whoever gets them in first, if there's multiple winners, is the winner. Question number one, who you got? Washington football team minus two and a half versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We're using the line. Washington minus two and a half versus the Eagles. Question number two. Name the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Name the player who will score the last touchdown in the football game. Question three. Give us the total number of rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. The total number of rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Get him in, get him in, get him in. Good luck, everybody. All right, Mr. Wags, we are about to wrap up here. Free play time. Awesome last week. Steelers money line plus money, which is a good free play to always give. You want to do the honors? Yeah, no, yeah, that Steelers money line was great. Look, they took them about two quarters to to get with it, but completely dominated the Colts in the second half and uh, gave us that plus 110 money line free play. So, uh, yeah, I'll take it away here. Uh, My free play today, or yeah, for this weekend uh, is the Packers first half minus three. Packers first half minus three. Look, I, I love... Um, even though it's in uh, at Soldier Field, uh, I love Rodgers against the Bears. Um, you know, he pretty much dominates them every uh, every year. It seems. Um, you know, last time they they dominated them in the first half. I think we're going to see more of the same. Uh, and then Chicago kind of came back a little bit. Uh, I think the final score was something like forty-one twenty-five or twenty-six um, last time they played. Um, and and of that, the the Bears scored. I think outscored the Packers fifteen zero in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think the Packers kind of let off the the gas a little bit. Um, I see the Packers coming out hot, uh, basically uh, putting it on them early, um, saying, "Look, we're, we're the first seed. We're the number one seed here." Uh, and they're going to come out fired up. So uh, Packers minus three first half against the Bears. Yeah, it's kind of like your play last week. You know, we talked about buy low, sell high, right? You were yes. buying low on Pittsburgh. This is a sell high on on Chicago. Yep. And we talked about, yeah, the three teams that they've played. I mean, they've looked great. Numbers yeah. look great. Stats look great. But it's now... Great. Yeah, it's great when you play the bottom three defenses yep. or, you know, something like that in the NFL. Uh, in the Jaguars, the Texans, uh, who, the, who, the, who the Bengals just put up a ton of points on. Yep. Um, and the Vikings. Yep, good sell, sell, um, buy low, sell high spot there. With the Bears, my free play guys um, had a winner last week, which is nice. And the over in the Eagles Cowboys game, uh, I am going to New York and New England. That game, I'm taking the New York Jets plus three and a half. Adam Gase, Adam New Gase, York Jets. Baby. Take the New York Jets plus three and a half Sunday versus the Patriots. I talked about it at length last week. If there's any coach, and I talked about it today as well, who doesn't mind losing because he knows he has the ultimate job security, it's Bill Belichick. That's why I didn't touch him last week versus the Bills. This week we get two teams going in opposite directions. We have a Jets team that has locked up the two seed in terms of the draft. Uh, and they've won two straight games and would like nothing more than to knock off the Patriots here in Adam Gates' final game as head coach. On the other side, 
But you have the Patriots, losers of three straight, knocked out of the playoffs, uh, massive quarterback issue. Jared Siddham's looked absolutely awful when he's been in there. Cam has lost complete confidence to throw the ball downfield. And in my opinion, Bill Belichick wouldn't mind at all if they lost this game. It would improve his draft stock. He could get the team back to where they were. And after everything the Jets have been through this season, to win three straight games to end the season would be huge for them. They could still get Penny Sewell with the number two pick. It won't affect that at all. And we're getting over a field goal here in a game that has the lowest total on the board in week 17 at 40. So you give me a, a team that's motivated, I, that I know is going to be motivated here, versus a team that I have serious doubts about their motivation. Give me over a field goal. Give me divisional revenge. Give me a total at 40. Give me the New York Jets, Wags, plus three and a half. New York Jets, love it. Come out come out of that season uh, with a little bit of confidence maybe and get uh, a nice new coach. pick. Yeah, new coach. Darnold maybe has some confidence. You know, they're not getting Lawrence, so um, maybe they get uh, – Sewell out of uh, Swell out of um, Oregon. Oregon, yep, yep. and uh, shore, shore up the offensive line for him. And uh, who knows, man? Their they're, Jets are gelling. Um, and, uh, AFC East is, uh, you know, Patriots might be on the bottom. Might be on the bottom. Might be the worst team next year going yep. into it. We'll see what happens with the Jets and who they get. Uh, guys, the website is therealmysteriousdale.com. Rate, subscribe, review the pod. We certainly do appreciate it. Five-star review. We always thank you for that. And, uh, Wags, I heard hockey has started. So the hockey package is up on the site, right? It's hockey fully package, confirmed. Hockey package is starting. We are two weeks and one day out. So we're basically two weeks away. Uh, January 13th, the puck drops. The package is up on the website. Um, it's going to be a 56-game season, typically an 82-game season. Um, so all, all the prices that we have are, are reflective of this 56-game season. Uh, there's going to be four new divisions this year, uh, the North, the East, uh, the West, and the Central. The North is um, basically – it's all, it's all, not basically, it is. It's all the Canadian teams um, will be playing against each other um, – it's crazy. The East is pretty stacked with all really good teams. Um, that's going to be probably the, the toughest uh, division there. And then you got the West and the Central, which are just a, bit, a little bit more top-heavy and bottom-heavy, uh, where you'll probably see, you know, three teams I can name off, the, you know, uh, in each that will likely get into the playoffs, and, and one of those spots will be uh, that last spot. And then the way that they're doing it this year in the playoffs is um, after they uh, – and all, oh, sorry – Take a step back. Each division is going to only be playing interdivision games. So the Canadian teams will be playing eight games against all the other Canadian teams, right? And the East, the same thing. Uh, so basically, you're going to see uh, 56 games all within your same divi- uh, division. Then they're going to, whoever's the top four in each division will advance, and one plays four, two plays three within the division. And then uh, the top two, I believe, believe, will come out and then be ranked um, in a typical fashion, right? So uh, whoever has the most points will be number one, two, three, and four. Uh, and then we'll have Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, it's pretty unique, but it's going to be um, very physical, I think. Uh, a lot of inter-game like, rivalries going on. And um, it's going to be a fun NHL season to uh, be a part of. So definitely get on. Uh, the real Mr. ACL.com. Go to packages. Uh, take a look at the NHL package packages. Um, you know, we've been crushing it the last three or four years. So uh, let's keep crushing it and uh, look forward to it. 
Love those hockey plays, man. Get them, put them in. Don't think about it. Just check the account. Money's there. Boom. <laughs> that's that's, a, <laughs> that's it's, how it's it a, works. It's amazing, my, right? My, a, to my hockey knowledge. That's your hockey knowledge. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's why pretty, I got you. Pr- pretty, pr- pretty much the, the truth, right? You, you go in. It's the truth. Believe me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a plug and play. Just, just plug them in. Check your account. You'll be very happy. Good stuff, guys. It is on the site. Uh, bowl package has been awesome. Eight no start for me in bowls. So if we can keep that going. Um, and yeah, college hoops is up. NFL playoffs are up. Um, everything's yeah, we're, up. We're so NBA on the day. Continue yeah. to crush, man. This is been a great week. Yeah, it's been a great week. It's been a great. Um, it's been a great year. Uh, you know, as far as um, you know, how, how we've been doing. Obviously, uh, looking forward to getting out of 2020 into 2021 and uh, keep the streak going. So um, you know, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, again, check the website, therealmistraceyisle.com. Hit us up for any questions you have on Twitter. We're happy to answer them. All right, Wags, we are getting out of here. Again, guys, Happy New Year. Be safe. Be healthy. For Wags, I'm ACL. We will talk to you same time next week. <laughs>